My Seven Chakras, Episode 20. If that which you seek you cannot find within, you will never find without. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. Join Aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers, thought leaders, and experts who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness. Welcome to My Seven Chakras, and now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. Greetings, dear listeners. Aditya here, and I'm excited to bring you our featured guest today, Dr. Kathy Groover. Dr. Kathy, are you ready to inspire? I am. Perfect. Award-winning author of five books on health, including Journey of Healing and Conquer Your Stress, Dr. Kathy Groover, PhD, has lectured around the world, contributed to dozens of articles and posts. She is a frequent radio and TV guest and hosts her own TV show. Dr. Kathy, I've given our listeners a little introduction, so why don't you take about 40 seconds to tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be glad to. Uh, Of all things, I started out as an actress, uh, so I found myself on stage quite a bit, but I always had this this parallel life of healing as well. And I started out as a massage therapist and then realized people wanted me to be a health practitioner, not just a massage therapist. So I started learning more and more, got my PhD and started writing books and doing lots of radio shows. And my purpose is to learn stuff and then tell other people. Uh, Because if I know it and I don't share it, to me, kind of what's the point? So my whole driving force is gathering information, distilling it down to its bullet points, and then sharing it with people so they can learn and grow as well. Wow. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. So here at My 7 Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichin and Sanzin, which is a Buddhist term. And it means that there are 3,000 worlds, possibilities, or outcomes from just a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought or idea. So we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of awareness, learning, and compassion. Sound like a plan? That sounds great. Wonderful. So Dr. Kathy, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. And I had, to, I did have to think about this one because I have so many. Uh, this goes back to high school for me. And it's, if that which you seek, you cannot find within, you will never find without. This whole, you know, above as below sort of concept of we're creating our own reality. We are having to reach inside ourselves for things. And people who, you know, are constantly looking outside of themselves for happiness, outside of themselves for fulfillment, outside of themselves for joy, I think they're shortchanging themselves. We need to find these things within us. We need to go into a relationship as a complete whole person and then find someone who can allow that to grow and prosper. Uh, so I think we need to really get our happiness, our joy, and our inspiration from inside as opposed to relying on stuff and things and people to to make us whole. Look within, not without. Thank you for sharing that wonderful thought. And with this thought, let us begin today's show. So Dr. Kathy, do you like visiting the mountains once in a while? Yes, that's my favorite. Awesome. Let's just say you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Dr. Kathy, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them? 
Yeah, for me, it's balance right now um, because I kind of skirt the world of, you know, the the very material world of writing books and selling books and running my practice. But I also have this really strong spiritual side, which I'm trying to um, nurture and allow to grow as well. And sometimes those two wor- worlds collide and it's hard for me to walk in both those worlds at one time. So I'm really trying to find balance in that for myself. I'm starting to meditate again and, and I've changed my diet and my water intake and things like that. So for me, it's balance right now. Right now of, of being able to bring both worlds to reality at the same time for myself. Perfect. Thanks a lot for allowing us to get to know you better. So Dr. Kathy, as you probably know by now, My 7 Chakras is all about learning about our chakras and how these energy centers influence our life. So for those who are listening to the show right now and do not know what a chakra is, let me provide a little overview. The Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. Now in yoga or Reiki, this term refers to wheels of energy throughout the body. And there are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine starting from the base of the spine through all the way to the crown of the head. And these swirling chakras contain deep uh, within them energy called prana, which is the vital life force that keeps us alive and energetic. So my question to you, Dr. Kathy, could you tell us a little bit about the significance of chakras in your practice. Yes, absolutely. I I do quite a bit of chakra work. Um, The majority of my practice is still massage, and I've recently added hypnotherapy, but I still do a lot of Reiki, and I have an office filled with the most amazing crystals. Mm. Every place I go, I pick up more crystals, because when I do my Reiki healings, I use the crystals and the gemstones on the chakras. I typically go, kind of what just jumps out at me, I don't strictly adhere to, this crystal goes on this chakra. Uh, Oftentimes, I pick them by color, uh, but I now have hundreds of crystals, and it, it's so funny because every time I buy another one, my husband goes, oh, do you need another rock? <laughs> and I said, yes, I do, and they don't like to be called rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's still a huge thing for me. You know, I use a pendulum to see if the chakras are spinning the right way. Oftentimes, I can just tell by how the energy feels on my hands. Uh, but yeah, I think using the crystals and the different colors on the chakras are one of the most phenomenal ways to balance them. And then there's also something called an elevator meditation, which I've led some clients through where you picture yourself in this glass elevator at your root chakra and you see yourself moving through the different colors and it helps align them and work with the chakras is so beautiful and so powerful and if you can identify where those blockages are or where those I don't want to say dysfunctions but where that dis-ease is and clear that and get that to be balanced it really helps align the entire body it helps you know if the throat chakra is closed off, maybe you're not communicating properly. Maybe you end up with a thyroid nodule, which I did myself. And once I got the thyroid nodule taken out, I still had to work on the energetic center to make sure that that was cleared as well. So it's it's this great um, in-between place between the physical and the spiritual to me. That's a remarkable way to put it. And quite frankly, the ch- term chakra has been around for thousands of years. And similarly, the ancient Chinese referred to it as qi. And uh, I love asking this question because although all my guests are essentially speaking about the same topic, like yourself, uh, we get to look at it from different lenses, uh, which is beautiful. So thanks for that. Oh, yeah. So Dr. Kathy, let's talk a little bit about something that you've been studying and practicing for over two decades, therapeutic massage. What is the importance of massage for health and well-being? 
Oh, it's it's so great on so many levels. I mean, you know, let's be honest. It just feels good. <laughs> you know, I, mm. <laughs> I know very few people that don't go, oh, massage, when I tell them what I do. There's some people that don't like it. That's that's totally cool. Yeah. But it just, it feels good. It helps move. You know, it helps the circulation. It helps with muscle flexibility. It helps remove toxins from the body. It, um, you know, can help with things like headaches and back pain. And, you know, I do medical massage specifically. So I don't do spa massage. I don't do fluffy so I really get in there with deep tissue and trigger point, and I, I want people to feel better when they walk out of my office. I want them to say, oh, my range of motion has increased, my pain has decreased, I've worked with a lot of cancer patients, a lot of terminal, uh, terminally ill patients, uh, some pregnant women. I do a lot of pregnancy massage, and then I go in and help with the birth as well, which is so much fun. Um, but it, it, it helps release feel-good hormones on the brain. It can help with things like depression and anxiety. You know, I don't see a downside to it. What I will caution people, though, is you want to make sure, like anything, you get a really good practitioner. There are a lot of um, these sort of little like shopping center massage places popping up, and not that they don't have good therapists. Some really do, but a lot of them don't. These are people right out of school who might not be equipped to work with an illness or a specific issue. So ask questions. Please communicate clearly with your therapist. If it's too deep, say it's too deep. And if they say, too bad you need this, you need to find another therapist. Um, the therapist should never overrule your pain level. Um, discomfort's you know, normal. Pain or, you know, when you say that hurts and they don't stop, you need to get up and leave. Um, so make sure you're just communicating and being safe. And uh, I recommend like maybe every two weeks for a massage. So it's a perfect timing. Two to three weeks is fabulous for that. But yeah, I love what I do. I love what I do. It's been such a huge part of my life. I can't imagine stopping. Awesome. So we're going to go a little deeper here. If you had to choose, what is it one thing, that one thing that you like most about the practice of massage and how has this practice benefited your life so far oh one thing oh my gosh okay i love helping people and you know i had a couple clients in this week i had a a client who tried to commit suicide uh earlier in the week and she texted me and let me know that she was okay and then she came into my office and she was clearly still very upset didn't need to go to the hospital or anything but i got to have this one-on-one time with her and uh she couldn't lay on her stomach because she's still not feeling well from taking a bunch of pills um but i got to do reiki on her and i got to do massage on her and i just i gave her a hug and she cried and you know having that ability to touch literally and figuratively an individual who is in need of something whether it's just uh, you know my back hurts or i just need to relax or that ability to be in such personal relationship with someone that intimacy is so incredible and it is so fabulous and i love standing in front of people i mean i've lectured around the world and i love reaching thousands of people but there is still something so profound about that one-on-one let's exchange healing that is just you know there's nothing like it it it's it still gets me high <laughs> you know i i love doing it wonderful it's very interesting that you mentioned the ability to touch and I completely agree. Sometimes uh, in this hustle bustle and in, when we were in work and business or maybe in our relationships, we f- forget the importance of touch. And I'm sure massage is on a completely different level. Uh, but even even the importance of touch sometimes is forgotten. So thanks for reminding us. Yeah, absolutely. So Dr. Kathy, through the wisdom that you share, it's obvious that you're an expert at therapeutic massage and you have so much to offer. So my question is, what were you doing before you became a massage therapist? Tell us a story behind that. 
Yeah. Well, like I mentioned in in my quick intro, I was actually an actress, Mm -hmm. but I always had this interest in healing. Even as a young child, I remember sitting behind my dad on long car trips and I'd rub his neck so he wouldn't get a headache. Um, I was the one everyone ran to in high school and said, could you just push here? You're so good at it. So even (laughs) even though I was sure I was getting into performing, which actually still do every time I stand in front of people and speak or do the radio or TV. It's a performance to me. I want to make it fun and, you know, exciting. It's not, you know, anyone can stand there and go, blah, 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 massage is good. I want to make it fun and, you know, throw some energy <laughs> in it. Uh, so that's where it really started. I, I apprenticed with a woman in college very accidentally, and she awakened my gift, I have to say, because she looked at me one day and she said, Kathy, I'm so behind. Can you take those mats and go work on John? And I looked at her and I said, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an actor. And she looked (laughs) very deeply in my eyes and she said, yes, you do. And I had the sense to listen to her. So she saw something in me that I didn't know was there. And I listened to her, and that started me on the 25-year path of massage. And like I said, you know, P- I, I started learning a lot more about mind-body medicine. That's what my focus of my PhD was, and and stress, and how that affects us, and our words, and our language, and always studying things like Reiki and herbs and homeopathics. And I just recently finished all my certification to be a hypnotherapist because I get these. Um, these little sparks of, oh, I want to do this now. Mm. And, you know, my, my people around me are like, oh, my God, you need like four business cards, like pieced together with all the initials behind your name. And I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing it to gather initials. I'm doing it because I want to help more people. And, you know, I have a lot of clients that I'm doing hypnotherapy with now, and I'm seeing such amazing benefits. It's so great to see such a quick change in such a short amount of time. So, you know, I'm going to keep learning. I don't know what's next. I'm running out of things, I think, uh, but, but I'm never going to stop. Uh, and so it's been a huge journey, and I, I still love the performing aspect of it, but um, the learning and the sharing to me, like I said before, is just that's 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 the bonus to me. Well, three key points that really stuck out from your current statements. You said, make some fun. You spoke about the importance of learning, and you and you said throw some energy into it, and that's so profound. And I and I'm just trying to think how beautiful this world would be if everyone uh, sort of just took their jobs, whatever job they're doing right now, make it more fun, throw some energy into it, and constantly look at learning so that they could add more value. So so thanks for that. That was really profound. Oh, thank you. And having said that, I, I also recall a quote by Nelson Mandela who said that I am a master of my fate and the captain of my destiny. I think this quote is really profound because it's very easy to believe sometimes in destiny and be satisfied uh, that things will happen as they should. However, it's really important to believe in our destiny, but to become a captain, not just believe. Yes. You know, it's, it's obvious that at some point in life, you made that decision to become the captain of your destiny. And not only that, you took regular action and you did the things that uh, you know, take you one step closer to who you are today. So that is phenomenal. Thanks for sharing. Oh, excellent. Thank you. So I can imagine a person listening to the show right now who wants to benefit from a therapeutic massage today. Someone who probably has never experienced a massage before. So how does a person decide what type of massage is best for him or her? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it depends on how you want to feel. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different modalities that go along with massage. And Swedish is your really basic massage. It's lighter touch. It's a lot of long, soothing strokes. So if you want to relax, mm. if you want to, I, I call it feeling sleepy and slimy, uh, because that's how <laughs> I, that's how I feel when I, I, I don't, that's not my favorite modality because I, I'm, 
very athletic and I need a lot of work to be done. Mm. And Swedish just, it's a feel-good massage. It's probably what you're going to get in most spas. Um, the deep tissue, the trigger point, the sports massage, that to me is really getting the work done. Um, that's finding the trigger points, finding the knots, getting to the source of the problem and getting rid of them. So if you've got an injury, be careful. I mean, make sure you know what the injury is. Um, if you've got a low back problem, massage can be great but make sure that they put something under your hips so that you're not um, overly curving and hurting yourself more. So to me, the key to massage is you being aware of your own body as well. Because if you can't communicate what you're feeling and what you're needing, you can't expect somebody else to read your mind. So really getting in touch with how you feel and how and what you need, you know, you might need to discuss it with them, but you kind of have to go in with something. And I've asked so many clients, how are you feeling today? Fine fine. Okay. I can't help you with fine. I don't know what fine means. <laughs> if I meet you on the street and we're passing and I say, how are you? Fine. Okay. That, that's okay. But with yeah. a practitioner, I need a little bit more. <laughs> My left yeah. shoulder hurts. My low back's bothering me. You know, I've had people get through an entire hour massage and then go, oh, I forgot to tell you I hurt my shoulder. And I'm like, okay, but I'm done now. So (laughs) next, you know, think about it before you go in, you know, just like you should with your doctor or an acupuncturist, be aware of your own body and know how to communicate that to people the best you can. And then you're going to get so much better benefit out of it. So long soothing strokes, the ones that feel good are essentially the sweetest massage, whereas you have massages like the deep tissue massage, the sports massage, where the actual work is done. And uh, thanks for clarifying. I think it's really valid for all our listeners that communication is key. Uh, you need to choose the right healer and also you need to be aware of what healing you want and where are the points that you want uh, your massage to focus on, so to speak, so that uh, you can get the right outcome and, and, and be healed in the process. Absolutely. So let's decide that this person uh, has decided to go in for a therapeutic massage. What are certain benefits that a person could obtain from getting a massage therapy session? Now, I want you to break down those benefits into short term, that is immediately after the massage, and on the long term basis. Yeah, absolutely. You know, short term, you're going to feel good. You know, if you had the right reason to go and they did it right, you're going to feel pretty darn good when you're done. Um, sometimes with deep tissue, you can feel a little sore afterwards. Um, you shouldn't feel like you were beat with a stick, but some people are. There's a little bit tenderness. Pop an Advil, put some ice on it, drink a lot of water. Long term, the benefits are, you know, it, you get a cumulative effect from massage, a cumulative buildup if you do it regularly, which I do recommend. And you're going to find less pain and tension. You're going to find you're starting to sleep better. You just feel better because, again, it releases those feel-good hormones in the brain, at, like oxytocin. And if you keep releasing those, you're going to feel better. Um, I've seen people's sports performance improve from getting regular massage because the muscles aren't as tight. There seems to be more flexibility. Uh, less injuries because the muscles are in a more balanced state and it feel I can't go back enough to the feeling good thing we need to feel good and we need to allow ourselves to feel good we're not supposed to be walking around in pain and sometimes we get so used to being in pain we think that's our natural state it's really not trust me uh you shouldn't be walking around yeah the occasional ache and pain we all have that but you shouldn't be walking around in pain so take steps to get rid of that and massage can be one of those great things so there's numerous short and long-term benefits to it wonderful i like how you say that it's important to feel good and i think the purpose of life essentially is to be happy i love asking this question because it allows us to look at the compound effects of embarking on a regular practice of massage as opposed to just doing it once and it's always amazing to see the powerful effects of repetition and focus as you mentioned over a short period of time you feel good and over a long period of time because of the hormones such as oxytocin you experience i guess a paradigm shift and the world looks at you differently so to speak 
So thank you for that. Yeah. Now, Dr. Kathy, I know that we've discussed some really wonderful benefits of therapeutic massage. Uh, but there's nothing more inspiring than a real life example. So, what is the, your biggest and most inspiring client success story till date? Oh, geez, gosh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> and I've just had a couple really amazing ones with hypnotherapy, but I want to tell you a massage one. Okay, so this is a combination of massage and mind body medicine. I had a client who was having sort of like carpal tunnel ish symptoms, and I was massaging her. She changed her workstation. She was taking her anti inflammatory. She was icing. She was stretching. She was doing all our homework. Everything was right. Mm -hmm. She was still having this pain. And the massage would work for about four or five days, and then the, the pain would slowly come back. And after about the fourth or fifth weekly session, I finally said, oh, my God, what? Ah, it's driving me crazy that I can't fix this. Yeah. You know, why is this not going better? Um, tell me again when this hurts you. And she said, well, it hurts when I'm grabbing things and gripping things like I can't hold a gallon of milk and I, I can't hold my hair dryer. And I said, okay, how about this? I said, what is there? Is there something in your life that you're holding on to too tightly? Is there something that you need to let go? And I let my hands open. And she looked up at me and she said, I don't want to let my kids go. And I'm thinking, okay, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect her to have an answer to that question. You know, it was more I was just sort of posing it, um, yeah. and such a profound answer. And she shared with me that when she was a kid, her 16-year-old brother, older brother, went out driving for the first time after he got his license, and he was hit by a drunk driver and killed, and never came home. And she watched it rip her family apart. And her kids were now 15 and a half and 14, and they wanted that freedom, and she was terrified. Mm -hmm. And so I advised her to go home and talk to them about that. They had no idea of this story. And I could go on about this story forever, but she went and talked to her kids and her husband, and they looked at pictures, and she explained to them why she was so, you know, such a, quote, overbearing mom. And the next time she came in for her massage, her hands didn't hurt as bad. And she spaced her massage out to two weeks. And then she spaced her massage out to three weeks. And then it was once a month, and then I never saw her again. And so it was not only dealing with those physical symptoms, mm -hmm. but it was also that last little bit, which was that mind-body connection, that emotional, spiritual part that I fully believe was holding that little bit of pain left in her body. And I think had she not addressed that, and ha if we don't address whether it's who's the pain in our neck, <laughs> who's the pain in our butt, you know, who, I, I can't stomach this, this is eating at me, you know, these are the phrases we use. And I think if we don't look at that last little bit, we're not going to have total and complete healing. And so this, to me, that was just such an amazing example of, yes, you have to do the physical, but there's that little bit more that you have to address too. So I, I love telling that story because to me, that was just so profound. Um, and that's what kicked off the whole mind-body connection, studying that for me, because I was just blown away by that. Wow, that is an amazing story. I loved your approach of not just looking at her external symptoms, but actually asking her questions, probing deeper and understanding the internal issues that were actually holding her back. And I think that really uh, made that big change. And even if you had continued uh, the treatment, I don't think it would have been resolved until she got hold of what was, you know, stopping her from making progress. Yep, I completely agree. And I'm sure that this gives our listeners proof that a transformation is possible. So Dr. Kathy, from your experience, what is one highly beneficial health advice or tip that you could share with our audience, which can be implemented immediately? For example, one of our guests recently spoke to us about benefits of drinking chlorophyll or green smoothies 
early in the morning. Okay. I'm going to go back to the stress and the mind-body thing. Uh, you know, we talk so much about what we put in our bodies physically, you know, not having GMO food and drinking enough water and we want to exercise and we want to have a low BMI. And, you know, we talk about that physical thing. And like with the story I just shared, we also have to remember we are a, a mindful being and a spiritual being. And so let's be careful of what we're putting in our mind, um, whether it's taking a news fast, like Dr. Andrew Weil recommends, or, you know, not being around people who are arguing, not listening to horrible, violent music, being careful about your thoughts of what you say to and about yourself. You know, they, they estimate we have about 60,000 thoughts a day and that 50,000 of those are negative. Ugh, that's a, that's that's a tremendous amount of negativity. And to me, every negative thought we have, it not only leads to another negative thought because we're forming these these connections in the brain, but it leads to negative outcomes. So if we truly want to be happy and prosperous and abundant, we can't be thinking things like, I can't do that. This will never work. Uh, I'm too stupid. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too fat. My hair is bad. You know, whatever it is, we have to really be aware of what we're putting in our minds. So if you want to start something today, be aware of what you're putting in your minds and try transform it to something positive. That is some super advice. Thanks a lot for that. Listeners, be mindful of your thoughts because at the end of the day, thoughts become things. So let's move into the next phase of our show, which is all about a major challenge or learning moment. At My 7 Chakras, we are all about gaining life lessons from the experiences of our guests. We strongly believe that listening to how someone overcame a challenge can inspire us to move past our comfort zones and grow as individuals. So Dr. Kathy, tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or barrier. Take us to that moment. Tell us what you were feeling at that very instant. And then how did you approach that challenge? Yeah, okay. When I decided to quit acting, I left Los Angeles and I took an amazing job here in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, It was a production job. That's what I had been doing before. And this person that hired me promised me the moon and the stars and I'd be a partner and I could take over and you know I gave up everything and moved up for this job and after about six or seven weeks I realized he was a completely insane person Uh, the job ended up falling through this huge income was now gone uh, and I found myself really struggling in Santa Barbara and really hating this man for doing this to me Um, but through a series of events I realized that I needed to get back to the healing work that I had been doing previously. And I started my own massage practice, and here I am now, 15 years later in Santa Barbara. The challenge was I felt completely lost. I was angry with this person. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was floating. I'm very type A. I'm not good at floating. I either swim or I get out of the pool. To float and not have direction was really, it was probably the first time in my life that I was really confused as to what to do. And I couldn't get my hands off people. I wanted to I wanted to get back to massage so bad and my husband finally said, Kathy, clearly this is what you want to do. Do it. And after a lot of reflection, I realized I needed to be in Santa Barbara. And because I'm so type A and so Capricorn, um, I never would have just left LA and moved up here without a job. And had the job I moved up here for worked out, it was a darn good job. I never would have left. So I had to look back at that and see the purpose of what was happening. And I realized this man was, he gave me such a gift because he got me to the area that I needed to be and then let me go free so that I could have this amazing career that I do and I could help people and I could touch people. And and that was a huge challenge for me. I really had to step back and see what is the divine purpose of the universe? What is, what is spirit telling me about why I'm now in Santa Barbara unemployed? 
unemployed and feeling lost. And I really had to reflect on that. And it was a scary thing for me. I, you know, I took day job after day job, just wondering what to do with myself. And then I realized I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I later went back and thanked this man um, because had he not done this for me, to me, um, I wouldn't be here. And so I think we have to reflect on things that we deem to be negative and realize, no, 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 <laughs> there's a purpose for it. And there is no negative or positive. There just is. We deem it to be negative or positive, And ultimately, we don't know. Um, so look back at those times where you thought it was a failure or a negative thing and realize, what did that lead you to? What lesson was there? What opportunity was there? Um, so to me, that was one of the most challenging times of that, that feeling lost and humiliated and, and depressed and, and how I was able to turn that around. That, that was a huge thing for me. That was, that was a major pivotal moment in my life. So looking back now, if you could summarize it in just one sentence, what is it one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from your story? Yeah, there are no accidents. Everything is exactly how it is supposed to be. And sometimes we don't like it because <laughs> it's not the plan we had. But ultimately, just like you said, you know, we have to be captain of our own of our own ship. But there is a there's a road, there's a map, and you just have to trust and know there's always another option, there's always another choice. And with every breath, we have a different opportunity to make a life for ourselves. So first off, thank you for sharing your precious life lessons with us and allowing us to learn from your experiences. Going back to a moment of challenge is never easy. But because you did, our listeners will have one more reason to grow through a challenge and not go through a challenge. So Dr. Kathy, now that we've learned about your experiences facing a major challenge, we are now moving on to the next portion of our show which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or purpose. So listeners, I'm sure many of you would agree that finding your true calling can be a powerful feeling. And when you do, you'll realize that you've been training for your calling since the moment you were born. And just when you need it most, the right people will show up with just the right skill sets to push you to the next level of your journey. So my question to you, Dr. Kathy, have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I denied it for the longest time. I was plopped on this planet. I chose to be on this planet, again, for the purpose of helping people heal and to educate them, to inspire. Um, and I think my life has come to this point with the combination of the acting and the performing and the healing work to do what I do right now, which is be in front of people, whether it's one-on-one -on -one to help a client or a you know, million to one on a radio or TV show, or that's why I'm here to educate myself, to inspire others to make changes, to have choices, to know they have options. I have absolutely found that. I have no doubt in my mind, even through my times of uh, wandering aimlessly and going, what the heck am I doing? Um, <laughs> I, got it, I got it down now. I really do. And that's come from a lot of self-reflection, a lot of um, relinquishing control and just stepping back and going, all right, you got me. I'm here. What do you need? Um, which is a scary thing to do. It makes you very vulnerable a little stressed out, but you have to just at some point relinquish control and go, okay, what do you need? Um, so yeah, I, I have found it and, and I'm doing it and I'm living it and I, who knows what's next? Maybe I'll have a different mm. calling in 20 years. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, right now, I, I think I'm in it. I think I got it down. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So from the Buddhist term, Ichin and Sanzen that I shared at the beginning of the show, life is all about magical moments like you shared as well. So what is that one moment that you can share with our listeners beyond which you knew without a doubt that this is what you were meant to do? Let's go back in time 
And let's hear that story. Yeah, this this was a this was kind of a crazy one. Um, I was already d- learning massage. I didn't have a full time practice, but I was doing a little bit here and there when I was an actress in L.A. And a friend's mom said, "Kathy, you've got to get into Reiki." And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. But then, of course, Reiki started popping up everywhere. Every book I saw was about Reiki. Everything was Reiki, 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 Reiki. And I went, okay, fine, uh, fine, I will do Reiki. And I found a Reiki master, and I started studying with her. And I progressed very quickly through the levels. She said, you know, you have this in you. Spirit wants you to be doing this. If this is a path for you, do it. And I went, yeah, okay, whatever. And so I'm sitting on the table for my master attunement, and she does the attunement, and she said, I need you to know that once you get your master attunement, your life will change. Are you ready for that? Because don't do this unless you're ready. And I said, yes, I'm ready. And she said, okay, man, wow, you're, 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 you're going to be such an amazing healer. And I looked at her and I said, I'm not a healer. She said, what do you mean? I said, I'm an actress. I'm not a healer. I don't want to be a healer. I'm not going to do the healing. Th- I'm, I'm an actress. And I was adamant about this, almost like getting mad that she was saying that I was a healer. And she finally looked at me and she said, Kathy, you're going to get to a point where you have to acknowledge you're a healer. That's why you're here. Whether you're healing through the comedy of doing improv or whether you're healing by what you're doing on stage or whether you're putting your hands on people, you are a healer. And I looked at her like a petulant little child and I went, no, I'm not. (laughs) And she put her hands on me and she said, Kathy, no one's going to come after you this time. (laughs) And I had this, just like this wave of something went through me and I realized, I I do believe in reincarnation and past lives and purpose and contracts and all this stuff. And it was so clear to me at that moment that I probably spent lifetimes as a healer being persecuted for it. And she she knew that, and she looked at me, and she said, Kathy, you're going to be safe this time. And to me, it was huge, because I realized there was, you know, I believe we're not only influenced by our childhood, but by things that have come before us. And I think I was so hesitant to say, yes, I'm a healer, because I didn't want to get, you know, burnt at the stake in the backyard. Um, and when she told me that, there was such this understanding and realization of, oh, my God, you're right. Um, and I just, again, relinquished control and went, all right, I guess I'm a healer. <laughs> But it was her saying that to me, just like when the woman who taught me massage said, yes, you know how to do massage. It was those pivotal moments where I go, oh, you know, uh, step up in evolution there for a second. But yeah, that was it. When she said that I would be safe, I said, okay. So there you go, listeners. In case you haven't found your calling, just hang in there because your calling is waiting for you right around the corner. So thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, I'm sure that our listeners were at the edge of their seats while you were talking about that magical moment where your teacher told you about the next best step. And that's when you finally decided that, yes, you were a healer. All right, Dr. Kathy, we have now reached the final round, the wisdom round, where I will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom, just like in a rapid fire round. During this round, our listeners will get to listen to nuggets of wisdom get inspired and obtain actionable steps that they can take right away. So Dr. Kathy, are you ready? Yes. Perfect. So what is the best advice that you have ever received? Uh, Go for it. That has been my mantra since I was a kid. Go for it. Uh, Don't be afraid to take risks, to take chances. You want to make sure they're calculated. (laughs) Let's not just be stupid about it. But, you know, to go for it, to go for the things you want, to ask out the pretty girl, to say yes to the cute boy, to... Sure, audition for that play. Yes, try flying trapeze. Uh, Why would you limit yourself? And go for it. I mean, take every opportunity you have. We have such limited time here. Do it. Just 
take that by the reins and go. At My Seven Chakras, we strongly believe that great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life. So, if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being, what would that be? Take time for yourself. But do it the way you need to do it. Um, I'm very type A, so everybody says, why don't you go relax? To them, relaxing might mean laying in a chaise lounge and not doing anything. Mm. To me, relaxing is dance class, going to do flying trapeze, reading a book. You know, you have to find what works for you. And even if it's something as outrageous to other people as flying trapeze, I find that relaxing. That is something <laughs> that – and because I love it, I make time for it. If somebody said, you have to take an hour every day and lay there and not do anything, I'd lose my mind. That sounds like I'm being punished. So find what works best for you. It took me years to do it, but mm-hmm. find your nah, – it sounds to a bumper sticker, follow your bliss, but find <laughs> your find your thing that works for you and do that. True. It doesn't have to be what, you know, it doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be Tai Chi. It yeah. Do what works for you. Do what works for you. So that beautifully ties into the next question that I was going to ask, which is uh, what is your morning ritual? If you could describe the first two hours of your day. Yeah, I, I, this is this is a bad question for me because my morning ritual is a little chaotic. Um, it's not as it's not as ritualistic as I would like um, because I have my hand in so many pots. I get up and I head straight to the computer, which is a terrible habit, and my husband tries to encourage me not to. But I check email, I respond to things, I look at the queries I have to respond to, and the one thing I do try to do though is we've got. Uh, a house in Santa Barbara with this beautiful yard and we have bunnies and we have quail and we have birds and I try to spend wow. at least and it sounds it sounds like not a lot but I try to spend at least 10 or 15 minutes outside just you know either talking to my husband or stretching or you know watching the bunnies and the birds and and the creatures in the yard that just brings such grounding and such joy. So one of the things that's an effort for me is I'm really trying to not just jump right on the computer and call it a work day. I'm really trying to take a little time first. Um, and then I do everything I need to do and head to the office and start rubbing people. Uh, so it gets a little, because my day gets a little crazy, but I like it that way. That's the way I function best. But yeah, that time outside to me is really something I'm, I'm incorporating more. Mm-hmm. Now we know that reading books can be transformational. If you could recommend one book that changed your life, what would it be? Oh, oh, everyone. I don't read much anymore. I'm too busy writing them. You know, I love Louise Hay. Um, her books were so key to me when I was studying mind-body medicine and even as a kid. Um, there were Spirit. Diane Stein has some amazing spiritual books and Reiki books. I would, I love books. I have hundreds and hundreds of books and they all have a bookmark about halfway through because I would get so enthralled in it and then I'd go, oh, another book. Um, so I don't know how many books I've actually read all the way through. I tend to read nonfiction because I want to educate myself. And I want to learn more. I don't get into novels and things like that. But I would say if I had to pick at least a category, it would be Louise Hay's books uh, and the mind-body connection. It's just so incredible to to learn more about yourself and to see your own evolution change. Thanks a lot for that. So listeners, you can find links to all the resources that we discuss about in the show notes. So Dr. Kathy, I've truly enjoyed listening to the stories that you shared And they were phenomenal. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, great. I am grateful for a body that does what I tell it to. I dance so much and tomorrow I get to go do flying trapeze again and and I see so many clients and so many people who who don't have that ability to, to run, to walk, to speak. So I am grateful 
every day that I have a body that does pretty much what I tell it to in a healthy way without pain. Um, that, that to me is just huge. And I can almost tear up talking about how grateful I am to have a body that moves. The best way to find me is my website, which is thealternativemedicinecabinet.com. I have a lot of free resources there. All of my books are there my new one, Journey of Healing, uh, which talks a lot about actually everything we talked about today, which is great. <laughs> and you can email me if you want something specific at drkathygroover at gmail.com. Uh, drkathy with a k groover at gmail.com and if you sign up for my newsletter that you get a free gift um, it's a very special super secret video health tip which you only get if you sign up for the newsletter so excited about that and um, yeah please go and explore there's there's amazing free resources and lots of great info there uh, at your disposal so it's the alternative medicine cabinet.com perfect again you can find the links to all the resources in the show notes and uh, Dr. Kathy, thank you for being so incredibly kind. I'm sure our listeners will love your wonderful gifts. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So thank you for coming on our show today and taking our listeners one step closer to a human revolution. I hope our paths cross again sometime soon. You have a wonderful week ahead filled with love, happiness and California sunshine. <laughs> Thanks so much. You were listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today